tripping on them hoes. I be getting money up, brothers running in and out. Whole team with me if anything gets ahead of stop. Feel baby, I just throw the plays, my niggas run around. So you can pack your bags, little baby. I only want them out. I can't trust the bitch. We can fuck, but only on. Alright, man, so check me out. Look. The song you just heard on the intro is called The Doing Me Freestyle by a young nigga named Kai. You know what I'm saying? You can follow Kai on SoundCloud, NVM Kai, or Cairo on Instagram. He's a young dude, talented as you can hear, you know what I'm saying? Make good music, doing his thing. And that was uh, the long version of that song I played on the end of the last episode. I didn't give it a proper intro. So I wanted to start there with this episode. So shout out to Kai, man. Las Vegas is on, you already know, it's West Coast on this side, by way of Orlando, Florida. That's where the show being shot at. Second thing I want to get into is, if you're looking at the artwork, if you may have got a notification because you subscribed, first of all, I appreciate you for that. But you may notice there's a different name. Um, I did rebrand the show. I got a different little logo and everything. I hope that, you know what I'm saying, it's aesthetically pleasing and all that. First things first, addressing the old name, which was the Viral Flop Podcast. So if you look at the description of the podcast, it says something to the effect of the perspective of an 80s baby living in a cyber world with no nuance. You know what I'm saying? And that's a description of me and my topics and shit. And so you can see where my perspective comes from. So the last part of that statement is the vital part of it. Living in a cyber world with no nuance. So the reason I named the show originally the Viral Flop Podcast is because anything that gets posted, anything that someone's trying to make it into a business, it's either viral or it's a flop. Like there's an A or an F. You know what I'm saying? There's no nuance because people don't take the time to unpack. Is this a C-level uh, show? Is it an A-level show or an F? You know, the, the B, C, Ds, they don't exist anymore, at least from people's perspective. So... Viral Flop is just kind of a play on that. Um, I changed the show name. The new title is the After Taxes Podcast. One of the reasons why I chose that name is because After Taxes is really the truth. And if you listen to this show regularly or semi-regularly, or if you've heard the episode, um, maybe you're just tapping in. This A phrase that you'll hear me saying a lot is the truth got to matter. At some point, the truth got to matter. That's something that I didn't come up with. It's just something that comes out of my mouth in everyday life. And it's because we live in like a world of lies. We live in a world of um, artificial intelligence. We live in a world of filters. We live in a world of identifying. But at some point, it's like the, the, the truth got to matter, right? So the truth is after taxes. That's when you're going to get the purest form of everything. Let me break that down for you. For example, let's say you go out and get a new job, right? They tell you at this new job, you're going to be making $20 an hour. What's the first thing niggas going to do? All right, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to take the job. You're going to go in your car or before you even apply, if you see what the pay rate is, you're going to do 20 times 40. You're trying to find out what you're going to make in a week. You're going to come up with 800. So you're going to think to yourself, I make $800 a week, which means I make $1,600 every two weeks, which means I make $3,200 a month, right? Well, after Texas gets a hold of your ass, you ain't making $3,200 a month. You're going to be really making something more along the lines of probably like $2,500 a month. You know, without my math being intact at the moment, let's say $2,500, then you're going to pay out $700 of probably taxes, of, of medical insurance, whatever it is, you know, your take home is going to be much, much less than your, your, uh, your gross pay. You understand what I'm saying? That there's a thing called gross and net. 
So your, you know, your net pay is what you actually get. Your gross pay is like the wages time, the time that you work, you know, times your hours. So again, after taxes, it's just, it's the truth, man. It's not you making $3,200 a month because you make $20 an hour. We're going to talk about real life. We're going to talk about you making $2,500 a month because you make $20 an hour, right? And it's not going to be meant to insult nothing. I'm not trying to call nothing out. You know what I'm saying? The show format is not really going to change, but the truth got to matter. So, you know, we're going to talk about some truths, man, like we always do. Um, as always, I appreciate you tapping in. Um, I appreciate you supporting the show. If you're listening to this, I appreciate that, and that's more than enough for me. But if you find it in your heart to share the show, share it with your friends, share it on your social media. Most importantly, I need you to subscribe. I need you to download these episodes because I'm getting really close to some milestones, and, you know, I can't reach the milestones without the listeners helping me out. So, you know, that's what I do this for, just to try and uh, put some things out there. So, anyways, we're going to get into the show once again. Welcome to the After Taxes Podcast. It's your boy, D. Loke. Coming in from Orlando. Watching niggas trying to figure how I fall right. Different figures coming in, new money, get it all right. Kept the knife up in my back. I don't want to bleed out. Cuts hell fast, but them cuts getting deep now. You ain't got no. All right, so let's get into it, man. Let's talk about it, right? Bud Crawford versus Errol Spence. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a fight a lot of people's waiting for. Me, myself, I'm a sports fanatic in general, but I'm a big boxing fan. Bud Crawford been one of my favorite boxers. Of course, if you listen to this show, you know I had Bud winning the fight. I thought it was going to be a close fight. Everything in me wanted to say going to a decision because it's two top-notch talents. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of see the boxing out way to brawling, and sometimes when that happens, you end up getting to a decision. But I, I thought Bud was going to stop him. Uh, what ended up happening is Bud stopped him, and not in the way I thought. I thought Bud would maybe catch him with a knockout blow, and instead he systematically picked Earl Spence apart, beat the brakes off of that boy. No disrespect to Earl Spence. First of all, if you're a boxer, you put it on the line every time you get in the ring. You know what I'm saying? It's like the ultimate gladiator sport. Mano y mano in the ring in front of all these people. You know what I'm saying? You strip down weight. You get to, you know what I'm saying, to a competitive weight with your opponent, and you just you, you squabble, man. So Bud Crawford, my little analysis of the fight is he just dictated the, the fight the whole time. If you ever, the reason why Bud is one of my favorite fighters is because if you watch him, he never really changes his demeanor in the ring. He does change everything else. He cha he changes his stance. You know what I'm saying? He's well known from going to traditional to southpaw in the middle of a round or even in the middle of a combination. Um, he'll change up his punch angles and all of that shit, but he doesn't change up his demeanor, meaning as though if he's getting on somebody, a lot of times you see boxers jump out of their skin and just try to start swinging trying to just knock them when they see that they opponent is hurt or, or uh, dazed or something. Buzz just like meticulously walking nigga down, just throwing smart, crisp, good punches, hitting you, landing shots. And he beat, he beat up on Arrow, man. He beat up on him pretty good. So, you know, I think that kind of puts to rest the debate about who is the better fighter between them two. And again, it's not to take anything away from Earl Spence. He been representing, you know what I'm saying? He been doing this thing for a while He's one of the better fighters in that division and really in all of boxing. He got Dallas on his back. He's a good representative from the city. But from the time you see these two guys come out in that black Air Forces and shit, them Air Forces looked a little more in place on Bud's feet. Reason being is, though, this nigga ain't getting no haircut. He out there looking like Lamar off of BMF. 
You know what I'm saying? A nigga that's on TV and the most viewed thing going on for the day or, you know what I'm saying, for the week, this nigga don't get no shape up. He ain't getting no blend or nothing. He just got an NAACP afro, and he out there doing his stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's a different type of nigga right there. He came to do business. He wasn't there for the glitz and the glamour or none of that. That nigga was there to put his hands on somebody, and that's what he did. Also, Bud being from Omaha, Nebraska, something I can tell you about people that's from places that you may not think of as like a black city or a tough city or, you know, a, a city that's popping or something like that. Them people walk around with a chip on their shoulder. It's like a small town mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Lorraine, Ohio, man. Everybody out there got a chip on their shoulder. And somebody from a place like Omaha, Nebraska, they might have a chip on their shoulder because, like, living on the West Coast, let's say, you run into somebody, if you get into it with somebody, and the first thing they're going to do is start woofing where they from. I'm from 60s. I'm from L.A. I'm from Oakland. We don't play that shit. You know what I'm saying? It don't it hit different when you say nigga I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. You might gotta show and prove a little bit more. So I feel like them niggas, they walk around with that chip on their shoulder. And a lot of people picked Earl Spence and they wasn't they I mean they was incorrect picking him because he didn't win, but they wasn't wrong to pick him because he got all the tools. He, you know what I'm saying? Everything that you want from a fighter is there. But the intangible shit, the shit when you match up against another man in the ring, I just seen that Bud had that. So Congratulations to him, man. It was a good fight, good spectacle. You know what I'm saying? 90 bucks was kind of crazy, though. Like, we got to get them pay-per-views back down to 39.95. 90 was wild. But, um, you know, Bud earned every penny, man. Hopefully now he going to get the respect he deserved in the division. At some point, him and Shakur got to cross paths. That's the one I want to see. Because when you get me to picking people, picking sports, I'm always going to have my pick. I'm analyzing whether it be baseball, football, basketball, boxing. When it comes to Shakur and Bud right now, I can't pick somebody. I can't pick a winner, man. That's like the closely contested fight for me that I could think of. So that's the one that I want. You know, I don't know if boxing politics going to get in the way and we're going to have to wait for two or three years or whatever. I seen Earl Spence say he wanted a rematch, but no one wants to see that right now. He, you know, it wasn't his night. I'm sure he probably could put up a better fight, but it didn't look close. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm lobbying for Shakur Stevenson versus Bud Crawford. I want to see that at some point. I know they friends. I seen Shakur, uh, you know, celebrating them with him after the fight and everything like that. But I need that fight. You feel me? So once more, man. Shout out to Bud on the big championship. Shout out to Errol Spence for showing up and doing what he can. But you know, he took his lamp. He took his lumps. He came out of there looking like Martin when he fought Tommy Hearns, man. You know, shout out to him. I hope everything's okay with with him though. You know what I'm saying? Young, black, successful man. I hope he doesn't have no permanent damage because he was lumped up pretty good. But shout out to him for representing this city and himself with respect and dignity. And he went out, you know, classy. He went out on his feet. It was a TKO. He didn't sit in the corner and refuse to get up. He didn't get knocked clean, the fuck cold out. He just got beat up, man. It happens sometimes. And the better man won. But shout out to both of them. Watching niggas trying to figure how I fall right Niggas coming in, new money, get it all right. Kept the knife up in my back. I don't wanna bleed out. Cuts held fast, but them cuts getting deep now. Hey man, did y'all see what they did to Twitter? Or actually what Elon Musk did to Twitter. He you know what I'm saying? He's like a crazy billionaire. I'm sure you know who the fuck Elon Musk is, but this nigga changed the Twitter logo from the little bird thing to goddamn a black X. It's like a, a black background with an X sketched into the middle of it so i had got up today you know what i'm saying did my thing i looked at my phone 
and I seen the little the little uh app icon and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like I ain't downloaded no shit like that. And then, you know, I got that like on my first or second screen, so I saw it quick and it looked like some porn shit to be real with you. And I'm like, I know I ain't got no porn apps on my phone. You know what I'm saying? So I went to click on it because just to see what it was, I almost was going to delete it, but I clicked on it. I was a little afraid that it might be like a virus or something. So it goes into Twitter. So he changed the logo. It looked kind of weird and shit, but it's actually not a bad logo. It's just unexpected. Like he had been saying he was going to change it or whatever, but I just woke up and that shit was there. So that was some weird shit. It was trending. What the fuck is an X? X marks the spot. All this little different shit was was trending. And Elon Musk, if, if nothing else, he's real good at getting some shit going. So um, he's a real Donald Trump type of nigga that will say whatever. Well, here we are with the black X. I don't know if they even still call it tweets. It ain't no thing. But speaking on Donald Trump, man, I had seen he was at a pet rally or whatever they call it. He's some sort of rally or something. And that motherfucker, he called Joe Biden, the president, he called him a stupid son of a bitch or a dumb son of a bitch, something, some sort of son of a bitch. And just let me know, like, Trump coming. You know what I'm saying? And I miss Trump. And I don't mean I miss him as the president. I don't miss him as saying wild shit as far as race relations and all that go. But I miss this nigga being an old-ass loose cannon. And he low-key got bars. Like, Trump got a lot of battle rapper in him. I remember the first time that I realized that Trump really was going at people's head was years ago, Rosie O'Donnell, if you know who she is, like she's the older act actress that uh, you know, she don't have really any big movies to know, but she was a TV host and all that. She had said something like playing on talking about his hair and shit, and that nigga just got to getting on her. Like, she's very unattractive. She's made a bunch of terrible movies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Trump be ready to go. He come with the nicknames and the bullshit. I seen him call Biden a son of a bitch. I was like, man, look, we round in the corner on the presidential election. Me personally, I don't give a fuck about it. I ain't voting no more until they give me somebody that I'm going to actually vote for. I'm done choosing the lesser of two evils. And I know some of y'all might hear that and say, oh, you're doing what they want you to do. Uh, you know, black people died for the right to vote and all this shit. You know, and I kind of get your perspective. But my thing is, like, if they die... For the right to pick between the lesser of two evils, then I don't want to say they died in vain, but I don't think they thought it all the way through. That might be controversial to say, but man, look, I said I said it. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't no shock jock. I ain't Howard Stern. I ain't young Charlemagne or none of that just trying to say shit to get a reaction. But I'm just, you know, I'm just keeping it all the way live with you. Like sometimes people, well, what they say, the road to hell is paved with great intentions. And sometimes, you know, you got great intentions and things just don't go the way they're supposed to. You know, that just is what it is, man. Uh, also, you know, since I'm kind of talking politics, I guess, which you, if you know me, you know I hate politics. I did see a um, an interview recently with Ice Cube. He was sitting down with Tucker Carlson, like the, the right-wing media guy from Fox that I believe they fired him not that long ago. Um, Ice Cube, was, he took Tucker Carlson to South Central, showed him his old house, and was sitting down talking to him. And I seen Ice Cube was getting a lot of heat for it. Well, this is what I feel about shit like that, right? Ice Cube is not the type of nigga that's going to allow you to use him. 
You know what I'm saying? He was on there talking about missing money because of the COVID restrictions where he turned down a $9 million deal, you know, because he refused to get the shot or whatever. And, you know, if you watch Power, it was a, a, a scene in there where Red Man was supposed to be Method Man's brother, and then all of a sudden they came back with the next season, it was a whole different nigga. Well, the reason behind that was that Red Man didn't want to get the COVID shot. And I understand that fully. I never got the COVID shot. I personally had COVID three times. And I was just like, I'm going to thug it out because in the event that the COVID shot would have cost $2,500, I would have went and got it. But as soon as that shit was free, you can get it at CVS, Walgreens, whatever. And then not only they going to give it to you free shit on the West Coast, they was giving a nigga a 3-5 to take it. They was giving people lottery tickets and all that. When has the government ever went out their way to give poor people some shit? So when I saw it was free and not only it was free, it was giveaways, incentives, trying to buy bribe people that don't have shit to get it, I was like, I'm not getting it. You know what I'm saying? And plus, you know... They like you to think that, that they don't have a cure for cancer. Let's go on that premise. They've been trying to find a cure for cancer since I've been alive. I mean, I've been here for a while. I'm an old nigga low key. But if you tell me there's no cure for cancer, but you could whip up an antidote that's a cure for COVID in six months and you can't get the cure for cancer in 50 years, something don't sound right. So I just wasn't going to take it. But anyways, like some people would look down on Ice Cube or call them a sellout uh, right-wing person or something for sitting down with this Tucker Carlson nigga. But I don't look at it that way. If you listen to the actual interview, he was saying a lot of stuff. He was like, you know, I'm going to talk to who want to talk to me. Sometimes, you know, we ain't going to see eye to eye on everything. But in order to get through certain doors, you got to, you know, entertain some people that you might not be a fan of or you might not agree with them on the way they look at certain shit. And, And I feel like that's all Cube did, man. Uh, a while back, he had put out something. It was a like a manuscript for Black America, as far as like what we need from the government, what we want from the government. And people gave him heat because he said he was willing to sit down and talk to Trump about it. It was at the time when Trump was still in office, you know. And if Trump was going to give it to us, what's the problem with him talking to him? But then he said he want to sit down with Biden and them too. They didn't want to give him a meeting, so people got upset about that. This is the type of uh, tribalism, you know what I'm saying, that goes on in this country and they have you feel like or they try to portray you as some sort of sellout in the event you cross the line. It's like crossing the picking line. Um, Like right now they got the Writers uh, Guild in Hollywood. They're on strike, so you don't have no new TV shows being shot. You know, if you're a TV person, you might have noticed your favorite show might have just stopped. And it's because they got the writer's strike. So sometimes you got to cross the picket line to get some things done. And, and like with the writer's strike, someone's going to have to cross the picket line to have a conversation. And I feel like that's all Ice Cube was doing. I feel like black people feel too much allegiance to the Democratic Party. And I'm not telling you to vote Republican because, like I said, I'm not voting. But at the end of the day, you got to vote with your best interests. Whenever you get into tribalism, you feel like just because you're black or just because you're a non-white person, or even just because you're a white person, that you got to vote for a Democrat or because you got to vote for a Republican. If these motherfuckers ain't serving your purpose, fuck them. Fuck they vote. Because if you get enough people that's like-minded that start withholding their vote until they start giving us something real, then you create a new demographic that they have to serve. And, you know, 
the whole government premises ran on them knowing that we won't do that because we're crabs in a in a barrel. And I know Jay Z said, "Yeah, don't act like crabs in a barrel because crabs ain't supposed to be in a barrel." But the facts is, we are. We are in a barrel, and we're in a barrel called America, and we're under the thumb of the U.S. government. So when it comes to you feel me like that type of shit it, it's really i hate to say independent thinking because kanye kind of uh coined that phrase when he was going through his crazy shit but independent thinking gotta mean something gotta be able to think for yourself man look the reason why music is the way it is rap music me being a fan of rap music the only thing that's popping that's like a new rapper can come out tomorrow as a drill rapper. If you a dude, if you rap about killing the ops, smoking on the ops, you can pop. If you a girl and you come out with some pussy rap, my pussy this, my pussy that, my booty holes brown, my coochie pink, then you can pop. But if you come out talking about some other shit, if you come out talking about, you know what I'm saying, some shit that really matters, you ain't going to pop off because it's a tribalism within what's cool and what's popping, you know what I'm saying? So you got to really have like a generational talent like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole or these type of niggas to come in and get their shit off. But the run-at-the-mill people, they kind of follow the lead of whatever's popular, and it's always been that way, you know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, right now, as far as rap music goes, snitching getting popular. All these new rappers are getting snitch jackets put on them, you know what I'm saying? And then they're rationalizing. It all started with 6 9 They fucked my baby mama and all this shit. Bro, on some real man shit. And I don't mean a real man, like, to tell a nigga what a real man is. But a real man is a nigga that's going to stand on their own, that's going to believe in what they believe in and, and rock with it. On some man shit, you can't make excuses to do bullshit. You don't conform to the situation and you don't like dip down to the level of someone else to condone doing some some flawed shit, some smutty shit. And that's what it is. So, you know, it, some things don't need a context. If somebody kill your family member, it don't matter if it's, oh, they owed me money, though. It's, no, they killed your family member. So right is right, wrong is wrong, and the truth got to matter at some point. We just in a funny space where... The internet is dictating so much people from being themselves. And sometimes they controlling you into being someone you ain't. You can't tell me that this many people have identity crisis in 2023, but in 2015, it wasn't this way. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's spiritual, everybody's gay, everybody's trans, everyone's identifying, everybody's Democrat, everybody's this and that. Where is the independent thinkers? You have to understand. Do you understand what it takes to make a human? Do you really understand like what a blessing a baby is? So all these things got to go right in order to create life. So you're given a life. You're one of a kind. And you take what you are and decide to act like everyone else or to talk like everyone else or to look like everyone else. You waste of skin. You waste of breath at that point. You know what I'm saying? And I can't go against pop culture because the majority rules. But if you let me tell it, I'm always going to respect a motherfucker that's themselves. And themselves don't mean just because they weird that they being themselves. Being weird is the unweird now. You know what I'm saying? So hang in there. Do you. Be you, man. Look, fitting in 
it's cool. It's like a human nature thing to want to be able to fit in. But standing out is always what's going to get you to the W. You know what I'm saying? And we trying to win over here, man. Watching niggas trying to figure how I fall right. Different figures coming in, new money, get it all right. Kept the knife up in my back, I don't want to bleed out. Cuts held fast, but them cuts getting deep now. You ain't got no 